What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive in sexy Scott Whittington. Oh, I'm sorry. Sexy Kinston, North Carolina. Sorry, uh, Scott was just walking down the hall towards the office here, and it, it just threw me off. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know what to say. It's finally Friday. It's usually football Friday. There will be no football tonight. No football for you, Scott Whittington. As uh, it is fr- uh, Friday, September the 22nd. We can say it is finally Friday, though. Thank God this has been a long week. Uh, it's football Friday, September the 22nd, in the year of the Lord 2023. This is episode 935 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, are going to be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. And speaking of those two, you need to see John Dawson's latest column. It is up at Bucklesberry.com. I linked to it on my Facebook page. I don't know if I did on Twitter. Deuces. That's what the kids say, right? <laughs> there you go. Uh, is is uh, Scott Whittington on his way to Greenville to uh, help manage equipment? for uh, the ECU football team. Big game for them tomorrow, but you know what? We'll get into all that with our first hour guest who will be coming up with us in about 20 minutes on the Spence Automotive Guest Line. He is our regular Friday guest. He's our NASCAR, Carolina Hurricanes, uh, uh, NHL expert. He's also a new proud daddy that uh, we're going to, Hot Linda and I are going to be able to go see uh, that baby this weekend. In fact, today we're going to, with everything that's going on with with all these cancellations, we're going to get to that. We're not cancellations, but postponements (sighs) or games being moved up. We now get to go see uh, little baby Levi today. So uh, pretty excited about that. And I know Linda is too. She's beside herself. She can't help. She can't uh, wait for sure. But we'll talk to Paul Whittington here in about 20 minutes. So. We are uh, now to the round of 12 or the group of 12 in uh, the NASCAR Cup playoffs. Playoffs. So uh, we're going to talk to him about that. Carolina Hurricanes had their first preseason skate last night or yesterday uh, as they were as they're getting ready for their 23-24 season. I got to tell you, man, tons of excitement around the Hurricanes. A good friend of mine, she's been on the show here before too, Kelly Lynn, Alexander Stevens. Uh, messaged me last late last night. She's got her tickets to a, a uh, I think the November 18th game. And hey, I got to get my tickets. She's absolutely right. Uh, just can't wait, man. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes. So we're going to talk some hurricanes, some NASCAR, some ECU football, all kinds of stuff with uh, with Paul Whittington uh, here. Like I said, less than 20 minutes, about 15 minutes or so here on the show. And the man, we have absolutely, positively, 100% got you a cool treat for uh, our second hour she debuted here on the show i guess a couple of weeks ago maybe two three weeks ago uh it's holly holder 
She is the star of uh, The Little Mermaid, which is taking place uh, out at LCC this weekend and next weekend. And she's going to come in. That's fine. We're going to interview her and stuff for the first time ever here on the Brian Hank Show. We've done 900. We're in our 935th episode of the Brian Hank Show. We've never had anyone come on the show and sing before. Very excited about that. Holly is going to sing at least one number. I'm probably going to try to talk her into doing two numbers from uh, The Little Mermaid. So, uh, again, get your tickets now. Uh, Linda and I, we've already decided we're not going to be there this weekend. We're going next weekend. It looks like we're going to attend the uh, next Saturday uh, appearance of uh, The Little Mermaid. The Elysian players from New Bern, they are presenting it, but it's at – at LCC and just very, very excited about this. Uh, listen, I have, uh, what since 2015. So good God for eight years now, uh, lived beside her parents, uh, Holly's parents. So I've got to watch Holly in her last year at North Lenore, like maybe last couple of years at North Lenore, then at Duke uh, and now, uh, doing what she's doing, uh, with the school system with Lenore County public schools, just an amazing young lady. I uh, cannot wait to have her in here. And like I said, uh, we are going to, uh, we are, okay, Linda, I don't understand what that message is. There. What? Uh, anyway, so, uh, nothing like getting interrupted right in the middle of a, a good monologue by, uh, someone who is just interrupting. Hey, let me know what you're talking about. I don't understand what that's about, Linda. Anyway, uh, so. How about that? We're going to have uh, Paul Whittington on. Then we're going to have Holly Holder. Oh, 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 yeah, you know what? Mike did sing, but Mike's not a professional singer. She's talking about Michael Martin uh, came on the show on Wednesday, and he did sing a little bit, uh, But but and God bless him. He's a good dude. Love him to death. He's not a singer, though, okay? We're going to have a professional, classically trained singer coming on, okay? And I believe Mike would agree with me. He is none of those things. Oh, so that's going to be fun. So, uh, Paul Whittington first hour disregard. Yeah, it's too late now. It's called live radio. Linda, you've already thrown me off there. Executive producer, uh, Paul Whittington here in the first hour, Holly Holder in our second hour. And then, uh, uh, the birthday game before you know it, we'll be out of here, man. It was football Thursday yesterday as everybody played. And I got to tell you, I was doing, if you follow me on Twitter, you saw a couple things that I tweeted and, uh, man, I'm not so sure we've ever, when you count everybody up. Now, Parrot Academy didn't play last night. We're going to be doing their game uh, Monday night here on uh, 960 betonthebull.com. Myself, Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith, who is up in Charlottesville right now. uh, He's going to be, he's going to the NC State Virginia game, and he's up there right now. That game is tonight. It's on Friday night. I will be able to watch some of it. I'm very, very excited. I don't know how excited I am, though, because. My Cavahoos are probably going to get uh, their, their hind parts beaten. But uh, we're going to bring that game to you uh, Monday night, the uh, uh, Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show at 5 o'clock, then the uh, the game itself from seven to or from kickoff at 7 o'clock. Uh, everybody else, though, played last night in our neck of the woods, well, except for Bethel. Bethel's playing Monday night, and as is Jones Sr. But let me tell you something. The five teams that did play, Kinston, North Lenore, South Lenore, Green Central, Aiden Grifton. A horrible night. Horrible night. For all five of those, as all five teams lost. And let me tell you something. 
They didn't just lose. They lo- they lost in pretty historic fashion, too. We're going to break down these games here. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. The closest game, let's see, Kenston lost to East Duplin. We'll get you all these scores here in a second. North Lenore lost to Southwest Onslow. South Lenore lost to Wallace Rose Hill. Green Central lost to Southwest Edgecombe. Aiden Grifton lost to uh, Farmville Central. And if you hadn't seen the scores yet, get re- I-, I hope if you're driving that you've got both hands on the wheel. If you are at your home and listening to the show right now, that you're uh, keeping a, a pretty steady uh, grip on the counters around your, your kitchen or whatever. Because I'm telling you, the closest game out of those last night was 31 points. And that was Southwest Edgecombe beating uh, Green Central 46 to 15. So out of those, fi- out of our five teams that played last night, Kenston, North North, South North, Green Central, Aiden Grifton, the closest game was 31 points. I started doing research last night, but by the time, you know, I, I get in bed early on during the week, especially if I got to do a show uh, on, uh, you know, the next day. So I started, I, I started doing research on this and, uh, it just, it was too late. I will have it up though before uh, Monday. Uh, I'll either post it on, uh, definitely post it on Twitter, but I, uh, will, uh, let you guys know in Monday morning show and then a real discount drugs pregame show. But let's break down some of these games here. Uh, first one, Kenston traveled to Beulahville to take on East Duplin and, uh, man, that game was, uh, Jason Bryant was there and was uh, feeding us updates and it was over before it even started. I believe it was 14 to nothing. Three minutes into the game, uh, East Duplin led. It ended up being 66 to 12. East Duplin beat North or beat Kinston. East Duplin improves to 6 and 0 overall. They're now 2 and 0 in the East Central 2A. Kinston falls to 3 and 3 overall. They're 1 and 1 in the conference. Uh, all time, Kinston's now 1 and 3 against East Duplin. Uh, and some uh, historical things, too, that just uh, weren't that good. Listen, 66 points that Kenston gave up. That's the fifth most points Kenston has uh, given up in its history. So when you think about that, I mean, that's uh, that's pretty crazy in and of itself. Uh, I'll give you uh, the worst. There you go. Uh, the most points surrendered in a game, obviously, we've talked about this several times, was November 1st, 2013. When uh, Kenston gave up 76 points in a 76 to nothing loss at Aiden Grifton, 74 is in second place. That was at Wallace Rose Hill in the state playoffs last year. Uh, 70 points have done that twice. Keith Spence covered that first one for us. Uh, a 70 to nothing loss to uh, Greenville Rose back on August 22nd, 2003, and then uh, also 70 points given up on October 20th, 2006 at Southern Wayne in a 70-49 to 49 loss. So, uh, fifth worst, most, or fifth most points ever given up last night, 66 points. Uh, it passed the 65 that uh, Kenson gave up uh, against Havelock in uh, 2012. So, as if that wasn't bad enough, how about worst losses? Uh, ended up being the sixth worst loss in Kenson program history, too, the uh, 54 points. The 76, obviously, against Aiden Grifton uh, back on November 1st, 2013. That's the all-time worst. Uh, that's number one. Then number two, that Keith Spence covered game that we talked about, Greenville Rose against Kenston, 70 to nothing uh, back in uh, August 22nd, tw- 2003. Uh, then uh, 61 points against Havelock, a 61 to nothing loss against Havelock in 2014. Greenville rose again, uh, a 59-point loss in uh, 2013 in uh, Diesel's first year here. Then a 55-point loss, 55 to nothing against Jacksonville 
on September 19th, 1986. That's fifth worst. And then last night, East Duplin loses to Kenston 66, or I'm sorry, Kenston loses to East Duplin 66 to 12. So uh, all time, sixth worst loss, all time, the fifth most points Kenston's given up. And uh, man, we've got to do something about this Lenore County, uh, Duplin County thing because, well, we've got another game coming up here in a little bit with South Lenore and Wallace Rose Hill. But uh, we're three years into this thing, and there we're we're getting no closer. In fact, we're losing by worse scores now to the Duplin County schools. I think uh, Tony Sears uh, made a point of it, and uh, when I tweeted out some of this stuff, and uh, he he made a good point. Crawford's realignment has not been kind to Kinston, and it has not. So a big big loss there. Like I said, uh, sixty six to twelve. Uh, Kinston loses to East Duplin. Uh, North Lenore uh, lost at home. It was their first home, first home game since the passing of assistant coach Tony Hill. And they kept it close early. It was. It was a pretty competitive game early, but Southwest Onslow ends up winning that game 48-12, to 12, a 36-point deficit there. Uh, the Stallions, uh, they improved 5-0 uh, uh, and 0, 5-0 0 all-time versus the Hawks. Uh, this year, uh, Southwest Onslow is 2-4 and 4 overall. They're 1-1 one one in the East Central 2A. And uh, North and North fell to one and four overall. They're zero and one in the conference. Not that historic of a, a loss. I mean, it's a loss and a bad loss. Thirty-six points. You don't like it, but man, how about uh, our boys south of the river? Uh, south and North traveled to Teachy to take on Wallace Rose Hill. They lose that game, sixty-eight to six. Wallace Rose Hill uh, it improves to three and three this season, two and zero oh in the East Central Two A. They're now 25 and 7 all time against the Blue Devils, who fell to 1 and 5 this year, 0 and 2 in the conference. Uh, this series uh, between Wallace Rose Hill and South Lenore, it started in 1965. Like I said, last night was the 32nd edition of it. Uh, the series has been played 1965 to 84, 1989 to 96, uh, a couple of games in 03 and 04, and then since 2021 uh, with uh, the two teams back in the same conference. Man. More history here as South Lenore, uh, the 68 points that they uh, that the South Lenore Blue Devils gave up, that was the uh, seventh most in program history. Uh, in fact, the worst. I am trying to get it up here. Uh, the 68 points is uh, the seventh most in program history. Uh, check this out. Four of the top six uh, most points surrendered by South Lenore in a game have been against East Duplin. Number one, 78 points back in 1997. Number two, 77 points given up just last year uh, in 2022. Uh, then uh, number five was a 72 point. Well, let me tell you, number three against Wallace Rose Hill two years ago. That was 76 points. 74 points back uh, two years ago, also against uh, Little Washington at Little Washington, 74. Then uh, number five and number six, both times against East Duplin in 2016, 72 points, and then 69 points uh, in 2015. So last night's 68 point, uh, giving up 68 points, that is the seventh most in program history. And uh, again, uh, <laughs> Tough time, tough time for uh, South Nora last night. The 62 points that uh, South Nora gave up, well, that was the fifth most points uh, or the fifth largest deficit, largest loss that South Nora's had in its history too. 
Obviously, the 78 points back in 1997, that's the all-time worst loss in South Lenora history, 78 to nothing against at East Duplin on September 26, 1997. They gave up 67 points uh, back on October 9th, 2015 against Kinston, a 67 to nothing loss. And then 63 to nothing against, oh, I don't know, East Duplin. That was back in 1991. Then they gave up 63 points against Aiden Grifton in 2017. And then the 62 points, a, uh, or the 62 point uh, loss was uh, the fifth most. So, uh, man. Talk about some history. Altogether, the Lenore County Schools gave up 182 points uh, to Wallace Rose Hill, East Duplin, and Southwest Onslow last night and only scored 30 points. So they were outscored 182 to 30. Uh, and I don't mean to keep harping on this, but it's just history. I mean, it, you know, hey, when good things happen, and I'll, I'll point those out, as uh, as uh, Jay Wilson will tell you at Green Central, is Ryan Diesel Geeson will tell you at Kenston when they're doing good stuff. But, man, when they have tough nights like last night, you got to point that out, too. Check it out. So the three teams that played Lenore County teams last night, Wallace Rose Hill, East Duplin, Southwest Onslow, averaged almost 61 points a game last night. 60.7 points. Our Lenore County schools uh, scored 10 points a game last night. So <coughs> something's got to change, man. It's got to get better. Uh, so that th- those were those three losses. Southwest Edgecombe defeated Green Central uh, up in uh, Pine Tops. The Cougars are now four and two overall, two and zero oh in the conference, uh, in the Eastern Plains two A. The Rams fall to two and four overall, one and one in the conference. It's the nineteenth time that the teams have played each other, and the Rams are now five and fourteen against Southwest Edgecombe, five and twelve in league play. Uh, and then the other local game last night was uh, Aiden Grifton and Farmville Central. Uh, and just, uh, man, Farmville Central, man, I I hope we get a chance to see them this year. I doubt it unless we get a playoff game against uh, one of our teams, if any of our teams make the playoffs. And uh, because their offense is just amazing. They put 60 points up on Aiden Grifton last night, 60 to 26. It is the first two-game losing streak of Paul Cornwell's return to AG. The Chargers are now 3-3 three and three overall, 0-2 uh, in the conference. And like I said, Farmville Central improves to 5-1 and one overall, 1-1 one and one coming off that upset loss they had to Southwest Edgecombe last week. Uh, Monday's games, we do have three games on Monday with the weather that's coming in, which, by the way, it, I've, it's one of the weirdest storms I've ever seen. You know what? Maybe we'll talk to Paul about that when we get him up here on the line in a couple minutes. But our Davis Wholesale Tire game of the week is going to be Monday night at Hodges Field at Arundel Parrot Academy as the 2-2 uh, two and two Patriots will take on the 2-3 and three Cary Christian Knights. Uh, both teams coming off losses. In fact, the Knights are on a two-game losing streak. They've played each other 19 times since 2006, and uh, Parrot Academy is 15-4 and four overall against Cary Christian, including uh, sweeping them last year in the regular season and in uh, the state playoffs. Uh, Bethel Christian Academy, they'll get their season underway on uh, Monday, as they'll take on Wilson Community Christian, Bethel is 0-0. They have not played a game yet, obviously. And then Wilson Community Christian is 2-3. and And then uh, Jones Senior will also play Monday night, as they'll take on Union. Jones Senior has yet to score a point this season, as they are 0-4. Union is uh, equally bad. They are 1-4. So there you go. Next Friday's games, a week from today, we can go ahead and tell you these games. Uh, Kenston uh, will uh, travel to Southwest Onslow. They'll go to Jacksonville. To take on Southwest Onslow, uh, Kenson's three and three overall, uh, one and one in the conference. Southwest Onslow is two and four overall. 
one and one in the conference after winning at North Lenore last night. Speaking of North Lenore, they are one and four overall, zero oh and one. They will travel to Wallace Rose Hill, who is three and three overall, two and zero oh in the conference. James Keenan, who was off last night, they are three and two overall. They're zero oh and one in the conference after uh, they lost to East Duplin last week. They will be at South Lenore as uh, South Lenore is one and five overall, zero oh and two. Uh, Parrot Academy, which we will be doing that game. We're going to see Parrot Academy twice in a five-day period. They will be taking on uh, Father Capadano out of Vass, a first-year eight-man program. They're one and three for now. They didn't play their game last night. Of course, Parrot Academy is two and two for now. Uh, Bethel Christian will be at Halifax uh, next uh, Friday, a week from today. Neither team played last night. Uh, Halifax is three and zero oh, though. For now, they've still got to play Northeast Academy. Uh, Aiden Grifton and Green Central, a heck of a game is going to take place over in Snow Hill. And I think it's going to be a game that's going to determine a playoff position. I really do, uh, as uh, Aiden Grifton, 3-3 three and three overall, 0-2 in conference. And Green Central, who is 2-4 overall, 1-1 one one in the conference. And I think uh, that'll probably end up determining who's going to be one of the final teams from the Eastern Plains to get in. Uh, Jones Sr. Uh, will be at Lejeune. Lejeune did not play. Well, it has their bye week this week. Uh, LCC Volleyball. Uh, Linda, not, so that'll wrap up uh, all your uh, football there. Uh, let me, uh, i tell you what, before we uh, get into uh, last night's uh, volleyball game match last night that Linda and I went to, let me tell you about Lenore Community College for 65 years. Lenore Community College has helped men and women tangibly improve themselves. Uh, how have they done that, you ask? Because of their mission. Their mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And, again, thank you so much. You got to see some of our friends out at uh, Lenore Community College. Got to see Matt Grantham, the uh, uh, basketball coach at LCC. Chatted with him for a few moments. Uh, just had a good time. In fact, it was a very good match. Uh, the, the Lancers lost 3-1. to one uh to uh pick community college at the sportatorium but uh man what a great effort they gave only seven players dressed for lcc uh but uh they played their guts out and it, I, i'm telling you man it was a very good crowd too i would estimate uh probably a couple of hundred maybe 175 200 fans turned out for that uh match last night like i said including uh, linda and i we had a, a really good time but uh, just uh, LCC played their guts out, and again, uh, they but lost to Pitt Community College. Uh, they are back in action Saturday. They will be at Pitt, but they're going to be taking on Wake Tech at Pitt Community College. That's going to be Saturday at 2. Man, some bad news uh, with all this weather coming in, uh, and I've been uh, promoting it all week and actually the last couple of weeks with the Jones County Heritage Festival, which was scheduled for Saturday in Trenton. It is now canceled uh, because of all this weather that's coming in. I hate it. I absolutely hate it because they had a great concert they were going to have tonight. Uh, just a lot of fun and all ton of events. And I know I, I was out there Wednesday, Paul, and a ton of people out there were getting it all set up. So I know a lot of hearts broken in uh, Jones County for that. And then uh, a little breaking news that uh, I really don't have any details on. I'm just here reporting it is that uh, Dory Hines is out at the University of Mount Olive, uh, he had, uh, 
just finished his first year uh, with a 13-19 and 19 record and just had things building up there pretty good. I don't know. I honestly don't know the details, uh, but I did just want to get it out there that uh, Dory Hines, former Kinston star, former Rendell Parrot Academy head coach, uh, is out at, uh, at the University of Mount Olive. There's going to be a formal uh, press conference or uh, a press release that is going to come out at some point today on that. And uh, just, I, I honestly, I, I don't know the deal there. And I really, you know what? Listen, <laughs> as I pull uh, Paul Whittington up here on the line with us, uh, it's just one of those things. Listen, I don't care what the situation is. We love us from Dory Hines. We're going to support him 1,000%. Uh, but just uh, some, some sad news out of there. They've already named an interim head coach there. And again, uh, we will uh, we'll know more about that uh, after the press release comes out today. So, sorry, I went a little bit long there in my monologue. Uh, Paul Whittington, uh, with all the football games that took place last night, this weird weather that's coming in, went a little bit long there with all our updates. Paul Whittington joining us. Uh, are you in Garner right now, dude? We're in Garner, uh, leaving the house right now, heading to uh, Wake Med Carry to go see our little boy. I know, man. I got to tell you, every time. And if you want to, I guess I can tell people this. There's no way they can access it. I hope, anyway. But there's a little camera that they that they train on him. That uh, I got to tell you, your mom has just grown addicted to. Okay, and I mean, it's no, just at random not. times of the day, she'll go, look, 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 look. He's 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 yawning, or look, he's smiling, and because he's thinking about his grandma Linda. You know, she says stuff like that <laughs> well it, it's it's gonna be a big change for her when he finally comes home and we don't we don't bring the camera home with us because the camera's not gonna come home with us so well, no, she, no, we but no don't you need a, no, no 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 <laughs> paul what are you saying you need to have we can set that up in fact with no football tonight very i'm very excited about this and i can't even begin to tell you how excited that you're so no football that, tonight there's 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 NC State in Virginia, and Sam wanted me to pass along the oh message. God. Virginia sucks. Go pack. You know what? Can I for and I agree with her a lot. I've got to agree with her on this one. She's absolutely right, dude. Everything she just said, other than the go pack part, she was uh, exactly correct on, dude. Because uh, my Cavahoos are not very good. Guess who's up there tonight, dude? Uh, Greg Clemens. Nope. Oh. Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith. Hey, that's awesome. Yep. Uh, he, in fact, uh, they left yesterday. They're up there right now, and they're going to be uh, they're going to the game. He always likes to do. <coughs> excuse me. He always likes to do a uh, a road trip with uh, NC State every year, at least one game a year. So this is that road trip is going up to God's country. I told him to bring me back something pretty. <laughs> so, so last week, okay, so. This makes me feel a lot better because listening to the pregame last week, I I heard it come out of your mouth, Uh-oh. I think, about someone going to Charlottesville, and I thought you were going to Charlottesville. And I spent the whole week asking mom, like, are you going to Charlottesville? <laughs> and she's like, no, what are you talking about? I was like, he said on the radio. <laughs> But you were talking about Coach. I okay. was talking about Coach Smith. No, that's funny. No, that's actually very funny. No, uh, he's Makes up there me feel right better now. Better than I wasn't going crazy. Well, good, 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 good. Well, he's up there right <laughs> now. So that is the only football. But man, I don't know. Well, I tell you what. No, we've got to we've got to talk a little Levi here for a second before we get into yeah. into the, you know the silly stuff about sports and NASCAR and all that. Let's talk about <laughs> the, the 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 thing that puts a smile on your mama's face. You said there's no camera. I think there's an opportunity here. 
we need to set up a camera at your house, uh, you know, over uh, Levi's crib, and then live stream it, like on Facebook Live, or heck, you could probably even, dude, you want to make some money? Definitely off your mom, at least, and probably, I bet off your dad, too, dude. Uh, you know, charge like a dollar an hour to uh, watch Levi sleep or something like that. Dude, you will <laughs> well, have – now, like I said, I can't imagine Joe Blow out there would be very interested in it. But I know – and, heck, Sam's parents too. You don't think that they would uh, put some good money up? Dude, I'm trying to help you uh, produce some revenue here, okay? Well, considering that uh, at least for about the first month that he's going to be home, that, that bath net's going to be set up in our bedroom, uh, <laughs> it, it's – not gonna happen. Well, you don't not have to have happen. volume. I the effort. Yeah, don't put a vol- don't put volume on it. Just put a, a camera, dude, and just have it focused in on uh, on him, dude. I'm telling uh, you. I'll, you know how much Linda Whitting- Do you know how much Linda Whittington would pay for that? And I didn't mean to interrupt you, but do you know how much money she would spend for that? I'll run. I'll run the idea by Sam, and we'll connect early next week and and see where we landed. Hey, I wonder. Dude, we could probably even get a sponsor for it, dude. I mean, all the great sponsors we have, I don't know. Uh, what? Hold on. Let me go through my list here. Uh, dude. Let me ask real quick. While, while you look at sponsors, okay. Sam, do you want to set a camera up in the bedroom over Levi and let people watch? It's it's a hard no. <laughs> it's a hard no. You didn't explain the revenue uh, production here, though. People can pay for it. Still, still a hard no. Uh, no volume. Tell her there'll be no volume. There will be no volume. Hard no. Didn't even think about it. <laughs> well, how about this? You know who would be a good sponsor of that, dude? Seriously. Down East Protection, Down East Protection System. System. Yeah, ding, That's ding, right. ding. Hey, <laughs> uh, I, I tell you what, let's get Tom on the line. Let's get Tom Vermillion on the line. What do you think? <laughs> See what he thinks about that. Hey, we'll put there. Dude, we could even get multiple sponsors and have like a little scroll of uh, sponsors underneath. This Watching Levi Sleep is brought to you by Down East Protection <laughs> Systems. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, I'll just dude, you've got a new pretty convinced. (laughs) You've got a new baby though, dude. You need money, man. This is a good chance for you to produce some revenue. Knowing knowing that he is a not in uh has never worn newborn diapers. He's never (laughs) one that worn that size, will never wear that size. And then B, knowing the amount of diapers that child goes through already. Yeah, we're we're gonna need some extra cash. No doubt go. about that. Do you realize you just said two things? One da 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 and B da da da. Oh whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my early stages of parenthood. You gotta give me a little bit of Dude, and I'm so proud of you, man. It's just so awesome. Like I said, it's just been so much fun <laughs> that uh that Linda will, you know, say, Look, look at this, look at this, look, he moved his pinky <laughs> You know. <laughs> Oh, uh, so we can't wait. We get to see him with all, like I said, with football not being played tonight and, uh, we've made this, we're going to come up there. We're going to crash up there. So we'll get to see him this afternoon. We'll get to see him in the morning and then we'll go to ECU and sit in the rain tomorrow afternoon. What do you think? So, so is Parrot not playing tonight? No, Parrot moved their game to Monday oh. night. They, uh, you, oh, okay. I didn't realize that. No, no, no. It's all good. In fact, well, dude, that's what I want before we jump into a ton of weather. I got to tell you, man, as someone, especially, over the last seven years or so since I've been the public information officer for Lenore County and I get these reports and stuff, I have never, I got to tell you, dude, I have not seen a tropical storm form off the coast of South Carolina and get ready to batter (laughs) us the way it, dude, listen, folks are not, 
I don't think folks are taking this thing as seriously as they need to. And I don't get it twisted. I don't think it's going to, you know, it's not going to be a serious, serious weather maker. And it's going to, you know, knock down a ton of trees and knock out power all over the place as some storms have done. But dude, we're anticipating five to six inches of rain here, just in Kensal and Nora County. That's not counting. Uh, you know, we've got, you know, we, we air in New Bern and, uh, well in New Bern, Dude, they're going to get a ton of rain over the next 24 hours, dude. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely going to produce a, a lot of rain, especially down y'all's way. Uh, I don't know. I, mean, I think we'll get like the outskirts up here in the in the Raleigh area or some of the outer bands. We'll still get a little bit of rain. But, yeah, I, I don't know that I've ever seen a storm form that far, that far off the coast or, or that off the coast that close to, to us. Uh, I have – I'll never forget a hurricane that came through. Uh, I think it was in 99 before Floyd uh, came through, I think. It it hit North Carolina, went back out to sea, gained a little bit more strength, came back and hit us again, Brian. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. That one was wild. And they all run together. And I don't think it was Florence. Maybe it was Florence. The one that set that was moving. At, it's been since I was PIO. And like I said, I hate that these things run together. Uh, but it set at, uh, right outside Newburn and it moved. <laughs> you know how usually these storms move at, you know, what, 25, 30 miles an hour, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. It moved at one mile an hour. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. I and it, that one. And it what the crazy thing was the Noose River, if you stood on the bridge at the Noose River right here in Kenston, the Noose mm-hmm. was moving north. It wasn't going <laughs> seriously, and it did that for about uh, it did it for about twenty four hours, twenty four to twenty eight hours. The river was going the it was going the wrong way, like planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, <laughs> That's but, wild. It's it's like it's like going to to Europe and flushing the toilet, and it just goes the other the other direction. Is it Europe or maybe it's like I think it's Australia, South, South America or something. Yeah, Australia. <laughs> wild. It is wild. So uh, anyway, uh, I like I said, I just wanted to pick your brain on that. I don't remember a storm in the twenty years I've been here. I mean, usually they'll form you know, out in the Atlantic or off the coast of Africa yeah. or something like that, and then make their way across. This storm was nothing, and it has just formed right now i mean like in the last 36 48 hours off the coast of south carolina and getting ready to batter poor south carolina they are going to get it pretty hard we're going to get a lot of rain i'm hoping the wind is not going to be super crazy i think i've uh, heard wind gusts of like 60 to 75 miles an hour which has nothing to sneeze at don't get it twisted but it just again you were asking his parody academy plan no they're not going to since there's going to be uh you know a tropical storm coming through kinston tonight well, I know I know Matt Eamon looks for every advantage that he can get. If, he, if he's kicking with the wind, I mean, that, that sets him up for, for some pretty good special teams play. So, so I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. Yep. Well, uh, like I said, uh, they are not. Uh, they I think begrudgingly, because Kerry Christian throws it all over. They throw it about, uh, that's what uh, Coach Beeman told me, they throw it about 40 times a game. And mm-hmm. uh, so – uh, he was hoping to play, but I mean, it just, you know, it gets to a point where, you know, Hey, you've got 60, 65, 70 mile an hour winds. You've got, uh, you know, an inch or two of rain falling per hour. Eh, it's probably not a good idea to try to get fans out to that. What do you think? 
Yeah, probably, probably not the best idea. Although it would have been fun to watch. You're throwing against the wind, and the ball, the ball won't go more than two yards. I wonder if you could set up a play for something like that, okay? That, you know, okay, hey, uh, I'm the quarterback. Hey, Paul, uh, just do a one-yard out. I'm going to throw it downfield, <laughs> but the wind's going to bring it back to you. Right. <laughs> that would be wild or like even better with a boomerang. exactly yeah with a boomerang that's even funnier but even better uh with my weak my weak arm that uh hey go as deep as you can we've got the wind behind us i'm just gonna toss it up and the wind's gonna carry it about 45 <laughs> yards okay oh man it would look like a blooper reel that would be hilarious <laughs> all right matt i think y'all should reconsider exactly exactly i hope I, I hope he's coach beeman if you're listening let me know i love it okay uh, hey let's talk about real stuff here uh and uh da, 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 da. hold on i want to go down my list here make sure we've talked about the insane stuff that i wanted to talk about okay yeah here we go uh dude we are, my heart was broken. My, my blue oval heart was broken. <laughs> I'm not even, dude, I talk a lot of trash about your bow ties and about the, you know, the rice burners. Uh, Hey, you got to give credit or I guess take away credit where it's due. Three of the four car or teams that were eliminated in the first round of the NASCAR playoffs, my beloved Ford man, I can't even get it out of my Get it out of my uh, mouth. It hurt my hurts my feelings so much. But three, including including Paul Whittington, America's <laughs> driver Joey Logano knocked out of the playoffs last week, dude. Uh, I give me a reason. I need a reason to keep watching the NASCAR playoffs now. But address that first. Three of the four were Fords, dude. Well, there's uh, a lot of great racetracks coming up. That's that, that's a big reason to keep watching the playoffs. We, we go to Talladega next week, and then we round out the, the round of 12 at the uh, the Charlotte Roval. Uh, so there's a lot of excitement still to come. And there's still Fords in the in the playoffs. Ryan Blaney's still hanging in there. Uh, Barely. But, but I, think this is a, I think this is a microcosm of just the season that Fords had. You know, they, they haven't been near as competitive as they wanted to be. Oh, and yeah, you still got Chris Buescher in there. And it's probably, I think, Ford's best chance at, at winning a championship. But um, I – I think this is a, a microcosm, like I said, of just a season that Ford's had. You know, they, they lack speeds at critical points in the se- season, and, and they just haven't had it together with this next-gen race car. They're going to get better. Things are going to level out, and, and they'll take step forwards. I, I, I think uh, we'll see uh, an improved Stuart Haas racing team next year. Penske Racing is not a team that's typically down for long, uh, so I expect the 22, the 12, and even the 2 to come back very strong when we go to Daytona next year. So, uh, you, you just, you got to finish the races. We got what? Seven left. Uh, no, not seven. Yeah. Seven, seven races left, seven races left in the playoffs. And, and you just got to keep building momentum and, and going into next year and, uh, just enjoy what's left of the excitement. And, and I don't know, maybe reach down in the cockles of your heart and <laughs> pull for a Chevrolet. I can promise you that is not going to happen. Okay. I mean, you just even say, unless it's Ross Chastain, I got to tell you, you know, with everything that he's done in the last couple of years, I could see that's as close as I could ever come to pulling for a Chevy team would be Ross Chastain. Uh, so enough talk about losers. Let's talk about winners. Yeah. I just called Ford losers, dude. It is what it is, man. Let's talk about, uh, your little brother's favorite team and i was just beyond shocked i mean barely he was the last one in to the playoffs through the uh what to the 
what, what do you call it? The round of 16 or whatever that you call it. Dude, he makes it into the round of 12. Bubba Wallace, I mean, did just enough to make it into the next round, dude. Uh, how impressed were you with that? Well, very impressed. Uh, you, you know, we, we certainly circled that team as, as one of those teams that was vulnerable. To, to being eliminated in the round of 16 and, and for them to advance to the round of 12 just speaks to the consistency uh, that that team had through the first round of the playoffs. Uh, you know, they, they ran their races, finished their races uh, in, in decent finishing positions, and they did enough to, to, to advance to the round of 12. They're below the cut line heading into this weekend in Texas. So I, I won't say that they're by any stretch in a in a must win situation, especially with wild card races like Talladega and the Roval coming up uh, in this round. But uh, they they certainly have a chance at advancing to the round of eight. Uh, Talladega is a track that Bubba Wallace has been to victory lane. We've seen him run well at road courses this year, and we've got the Roval coming up. So it's not over for the for the forty five team by by any stretch. Uh, they're they're definitely a team, or excuse me, the twenty three team. They're definitely a team that. Uh, Going to go down if they go down, they're going to go down swinging in the round of 12. But congratulations to them and in, in advancing to, to the next round, and, and hopefully they can keep that momentum up. How talented is Bubba Wallace? And again, you are, I couldn't ask Scott that. I probably couldn't, Panicelli might not even know. You are an unbiased, and you really are, you're an unbiased fan of, of NASCAR. How talented is he? If you were to put him, is he top 10? talented is he top 15 top 20 is he a top five driver where, where do you put Bubba Wallace I mean for for sheer talent not just the car that he's got with 2311 how talented of a driver is Bubba Wallace I I don't know that I would put him in the in the top 10 I, I think he's either in the top 15 if, if not there the top 20 um of the current drivers that we have on the on the cups in the cup series uh you certainly have to have a certain level of talent to be able to get here. I mean, this is a guy that, that ran well in trucks and, and earned a, earned a spot in the cup series and uh, is, is a really good race car driver. Uh, you, like I said, you don't get to this level with, without a certain level of talent. Yeah. There's, you know, you can certainly make the argument that anybody can race at this level as long as they have the money and, and the sponsorships to pull with them. But that that's not always true, right? Like, yeah, there's a certain amount of it that that'll keep drivers around, once they get to this level, like if you're pulling in sponsorships and, and you're bringing money and all this kind of stuff, you might keep a ride a little bit longer than you maybe should, but you don't get to this level unless you're talented. And, and Bubba Wallace is, is a talented race car driver, um, but I don't, I don't know. He's definitely not top 10, maybe somewhere near the bottom of the top 15, but definitely in the top 20. Well, the reason I ask that, and I wanted to get your opinion before I got ready to say what I'm getting ready to say, there has not been this level of dislike or whatever i wouldn't say hatred I, I think hatred is too strong of a word but he reminds me and don't i'm not saying his driving ability now i'm saying just his personality and everything of a yeah. of a kyle bush of dale earnhardt and again let me reiterate bubba wallace is not kyle uh, kyle bush and he's definitely not dale earnhardt but just the you know, I was in the the stands. I was in the press box for all those times when uh, Dale Earnhardt would 
get round. I mean, he would get roundly cheered, but he would get there would be more boos than there would be cheers. Okay, I mean, there really would be because people just did not like. And even I, I don't want to throw Jeff Gordon in there because to me, Jeff Gordon is just sort of a different animal. But uh, but there was just so much dislike of uh, of Dale Earnhardt, and then like I said, even uh, Kyle Busch uh, a little bit later. I just wish his talent matched that because it's always good to have somebody wearing the black hat, you know, whether it's, yeah. you know, whether it's in the NFL or the, the Oakland Raiders or whatever they are now, the Las Vegas Raiders, or, you know, in the NBA, the Detroit Pistons back in the bad boy days and that kind of thing. And that's what I liked about as much as I hate, don't get it twisted. I hated Dale Earnhardt and I've never been a Kyle Busch fan. I've always, it's, it's good to have somebody wearing that black hat. You just want them to be, you want their talent to match the level of hatred does that make does that make sense at all it does i i think the black cat currently belongs to you know it was with ross chastain for a little bit but it certainly right now belongs to denny hamlin okay i i, I have i don't say i have a problem i i don't draw the personality similarities with with bubba wallace to a kyle bush or Dell Earnhardt. Okay. i because i I think what we're seeing with Bubba Wallace is unprecedented in the sport. And I, and I hate the word unprecedented, so I don't use it lightly, but um, people don't like him for a completely different reason. They don't like him because he's black. Yeah. They don't like him because he, he helped get the Confederate flag banned at racetracks. They don't like him because of what happened with, with the garage noose a couple of years ago at Talladega, even though Bubba Wallace had absolutely nothing to do with that. But yeah. there's all those reasons that Bubba Wallace isn't liked by ra- by racing fans. But but I think he adds to that with the interviews that he gives and, and stuff like that. And and it's hard to win over fans when when you give interviews like what he gives. And and you and I have heard some of the some oh, of the yeah. comments and oh, stuff. Yeah. And like he got out of, he got out of the race car on on Saturday, you know, acting like he was acting like he was he was crying, mocking the fans. Who was booing Bubba Wallace for making it to the round of 12? They were too busy booing Denny Hamlin for winning the race. <laughs> no, you're right. You're absolutely right. And hey, let me, hey, the last question. I know we're spending so much time. We're not even talking about the winner, but I, I, I but Bubba did make it to the round of 12, but <clears throat> don't you think, and this is one of the things that, you know, being 54 now, you're still, you're a full generation behind me now. You're 33, 34, right? I'll be 33 on Sunday. Oh, dear God. That's right. Your birthday is Sunday. Uh, but uh, you're a few, so you're 21 years younger than me. But I've had a chance in my life to see, you know, stuff that maybe people didn't think were going to be historical and then down the road they are. That's how I think history, honest to God, regardless of what happens with Bubba Wallace and his career, dude, just some of the things that you mentioned specifically about the Confederate flag, dude, I think – History is going to smile on Bubba Wallace 25 years from now when he's way retired, and they're going to look back and say, you know what? He helped bring around, uh, you know, some some progressiveness in NASCAR that would not have happened if he weren't on the circuit. I really do. And again, don't get it twisted. I am not a fan. I mean, uh, I'm neutral. I'm Bubba Wallace neutral. I'm not pro-Bubba. I'm not anti-Bubba. But I really do think history is going to smile on him. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, he, he certainly has been a, a pioneer for the sport. Um, I'm not going to sit here and, and and write up his Hall of Fame plaque right, right now. He, he <laughs> no, he's nowhere near the that, Hall of Fame, yes. No, but but he has 
pulled this sport forward so much. And just that one, the one thing where we where we petitioned NASCAR to do away with the Confederate flag, like that pulled the sport forward decades right i agree um and and there there will be a time where the old school fan that loves two things in this world dale earnhardt and the confederate flag there will there will be a time when those fans just aren't around anymore and you know i i think those fans have been important to the sport they they are important to the sport not because they they love dale earnhardt and the confederate flag but because they've been fans of NASCAR for a long time. They, they know where the sport came from. They know where it is today. Uh, but there will be a time when, like I said, those fans are just not around anymore. And I think it's at that point when there's all kinds of newer fans in the sport that will realize the impact that the bubble Wallace had. So, so I think you're right. We're, we're many years from it, but we're also not that far away. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. That voice you're listening to is Paul Whittington. He is our regular Friday guest here on the Brian Hanks show. Uh, he, uh, talks NASCAR. We're going to get a little, we got to get some Carolina hurricanes talk here in, in just a little bit, but, uh, let, let's uh, keep talking about uh, NASCAR here. Um, uh, obviously we entered the round of 12, just a reset for everybody. Uh, the three racers, the three drivers that won, uh, in the round of 16, uh, they, are reset now. I mean, if you have won, that win does not cover uh, carry over to the round of twelve. Am I? I am correct about that, right? Correct. So, so let's yeah, yeah. Let, re- let's reset it for everybody. Here. Yeah, yeah. So the points absolutely completely reset for everybody. Okay. With the start of a new with the start of a new round, and if you won, you do carry bonus points into the next round. So every win that you that you get helps you for really the next round. So Kyle Larson or Denny Hamlin or anybody that won in the round of 12 or round of 16 has like one or maybe it's five, five bonus points for, for the next round. Um, here's what I don't like, Brian. Here's what I don't like about this reset system. Um, I love the playoffs. Don't, don't get me wrong, but I think there's nuances to the playoffs where if we, if we can do something different, this would be one of those things that, that I would circle as something we need to do different. Our regular season champion, Martin Truex Jr., almost didn't make the round of 12. He had an abysmal round of 16. Uh, ran five lap, four laps at Kansas. Did not have a great run at Bristol. But did just enough to squeak by. And it really wasn't he did just enough at Bristol. It was other people in the field like Joey Logano that, that end up getting wrecked out really helped Martin Truex Jr.'s case. He squeaks, squeaks into the round of 12 by five points. He was five points above the cut line. And now we reset, and he's 25 points above the cut line, the number two overall seed heading into the round of 12. Wow, that does sound that, a little unfair. I don't like. Yeah. But don't it's you a, want to reward do, him? Do but, but don't you want to reward him for those 26 races that he – was a regular season champion. And I, I agree with you, okay? But to me, that's a small sample size. Okay, so he did bad in the three races in the first in the round of 16, but doesn't he deserve something for the 26 races that he was in the regular season champion in? We gave him 15 bonus points, and okay. he squandered them away through three races. Okay. okay. And now, li- listen, I mean, I, I don't think going into the round of 12, no, I do. I do think this. 
he shouldn't be the number two overall. See, if you barely squeak into the round of to the round of twelve, just five points above the cut line, you should still be there. Okay. You should still be there. Like, I mean, we don't we don't take the President's Cup winning team in the NHL. Watch them. It happened to the Tampa Bay Lightning a few years ago. They won a crazy amount of games. I don't remember the number. Boston this year, but their first round exit in the playoffs. We don't say, oh, let's give you one or two more games just to reward <laughs> you for that. Like, right. And, and I know it's, it's, no, 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 no. That's actually no, no, Paul. I'm laughing because you're correct. I mean, you're no, you're accurate. That is a very good way. Yes. Uh, and even Boston, they got knocked. Didn't they? Was it the first round this year that they got knocked out? I think it was By Florida. If it wasn't yeah. The first round, it was round of two. Yeah. Yeah. It was Florida then. And, and it was the same with Tampa a, a few years ago. Um, well, they got swept. If I remember Tampa had the best record yeah. per, I think in NHL history, uh, regular season record in NHL history. At least it was one of the best of all time. And then they got swept yeah. in the first. You know what? That's a very good. I like it. I like it. That's a very. Yes, they played 82 regular season games, but they got to the first round of the playoffs, got swept. We, you're right. You shouldn't say, oh, let's give them one or two more games to see if they can get back into it. Yeah, it, it happened to the Dodgers a couple of years ago. They didn't get swept, but the Nationals took them out in round one. Went on to win the World Series, by the way. Uh Still got to hold on to those good moments because they're certainly far, few and far between right now. Um, but, but yeah, I just I don't think he should be 25 points above the cut as the second overall seed heading into the round of 12. I, I think he should be closer to the bottom, and he should have to fight his way. He should be in a must-win situation right now. Okay. I'll All say, right. I'll, I'll say he, Martin Truex Jr. should be in a – he should be below the cut line right now in a must-win situation to get to the round of eight. I like it. I like it a lot. That's Paul Whittington there. Hey, uh, let's get a quick uh, Texas preview. Yeah, so going to Texas this weekend for the Auto Trader Echo Park Automotive 400. Man, say that five times fast. <laughs> uh, opening race for the round of 12, mile and a half racetrack. Uh, Texas, it, it it is what it is over the last couple of years. These these races tend to produce long green flag runs. We'll see what we get at Texas. Uh this weekend, three of the last four races won by Chevrolet. I know you'll love that stat. Tyler Reddick, the defending race winner, no longer in a Chevrolet. He now drives that 45 car for 2311 racing. We'll see what kind of weekend they can have. They build a lot of momentum in the round of in the round of 16. I think Tyler Reddick's got to be one of the favorites heading into Texas this weekend, but not the driver that I have circled, Brian. And who is that? Who is that? Man, it's no other than you're going to hate to hear me say it, but it's Kyle Larson. Uh, uh, he, he is a driver who had a, had a really good round of round of 12 uh, or round of 16. All these numbers, they get me so discombobulated <laughs> sometimes. He had a really good round of 16. He's won this race before. That team's got all the momentum at the right time. But if I, don't, if I can't pick Kyle Larson, the other driver that I have to pick, would be Denny Hamlin. I'm going to still go with Kyle Larson here, but you know, Denny Hamlin gave a pretty fun interview after the checkered flag at Bristol. And one of the things he said was, this is our year and I'm really starting to believe it. I'm not ready to go all in on that, but if you, if I'm buying it or selling it today on September 22nd, I'm absolutely buying it. I, I think Denny Hamlin is going to be a force to be reckoned with this weekend at Texas as well. Well, very good. Well, uh, again, that race is, I believe that race is Sunday, correct? Yeah, Sunday at 3.30. Sunday, 3.30 on USA. There the last race go. of the season on USA, 
uh, after this, it's all in D.C. from from here to Phoenix. Oh, that is awesome. Okay, well, uh, dude, we've got a, we've got about five minutes or so here. Uh, we got to get some uh, Carolina Hurricanes talk in. Uh, as I watch your mom walk down the hall, she looks like Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> She's got Molly and Stormy following just right behind her. That that's crazy, uh, man. <laughs> I know how I felt about yesterday when I was watching uh, the first skate of the year for uh, the Hurricanes and seeing uh, in Rod we trust you. By the way, man, I've got the worst man crush on Rod Brendamore. It, it just is what it is. <laughs> but just watching them out there uh, on the ice out of PNC and uh, I, dude, it got the it got the blood boy, it got the blood going, man. It got uh, I I don't even know what to say other than. I'm super excited. The first practice of the year for the 23-24 Carolina Hurricane season. I can't imagine how Paul Whittington felt about that. Yeah, it was it was an exciting day. I think the uh, the best part of the day was seeing Andre Svechnikov out there on the ice. He was wearing the yellow no-contact jersey, so can't touch Andre Svechnikov right now, but uh, it was great seeing him back out there. You know, he had the season-ending injury, uh, I think, early in the playoffs. Uh, that, that took him out. He's not going to be ready for opening day, but he's close. And, and I think those updates yesterday were certainly encouraging. So, um, but great to see the, the team back out there. Awesome to see the, the overreactions from, from the lines from the first practice. Uh, <laughs> they, had, they had bunting up on a line with, with uh, Sebastian Ajo, and, I, and I, I forget who else was on that line, but don't have it right in front of me. And, and I certainly saw some, some overreactions to that a lot of people that already think the season's over just because Bunting was skating on a line with Sebastian Ajo. Who does that, right? <laughs> but uh, but hockey's back, and, and it's fun, and it's time to start getting ready for the preseason, which happens, I believe, next week. First preseason game next week uh, at PNC Arena. That is amazing. I cannot believe the season's already here. Same thing with the NBA. They begin their training camps, I think, like October 6th or 8th or something crazy like that, too. So that's right around the corner. Yeah, and listen, I'm not going to ask you to do a complete breakdown. We'll do that as we get closer to the uh, start of the 23-24 season. But just your thoughts. I mean, what are a couple of your preliminary thoughts going into this uh, into this season for the Hurricanes, who, by the way, you know, we're on the Vegas Sports and Information Network now here on Bet on the Bull and 960 AM. Who is the favorite to win the Stanley Cup this year, according to VSIN and according to Vegas? Our Carolina Hurricanes. How awesome is that? Your your thoughts, your just again, this is very preliminary. Uh, one practice under our belts. What are you what are you anticipating this season for the Hurricanes? Uh, I mean, I'm anticipating a lot of what we saw last year. I I, I don't know that this team got any better during the off season, you know, they were really good last year, made it to the, uh, made it to the Eastern conference finals, got swept by, by the Florida Panthers. You know, that, that happens, right? You hate to see it, but it, but it happens. Um, and they just didn't, they didn't really do much during the off season. There, there wasn't really a, a big off off season move that, that added depth to this team. The team kind of stayed the same. Uh, it was it was a pretty quiet off season. I don't think we're done yet. There's still some players that that don't have contracts lined up that that maybe provide some trade value to the Canes, but that we could see happen before the start of the season. But um, I I think we're just going to see a lot of the same. I, I I think we know what this team is. Uh, we we know the the caliber that they can play at. And we know that they can win hockey games, and and so that's my expectation right now. Is that we're going to see a lot of there's going to be a lot similar to last year that we'll see on the ice this year. Well, 
I I gotta tell you, I'm excited. Are you season ticket holder again this year, or uh, did you step back with the, with the birth of little Levi? No, we doubled down. With the okay, Levi. we're 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 still full season ticket member. Uh, well, we'll get him out to a game at some point. We gotta get get a couple of months of of age under his belt before before we take him to PNC <laughs> Arena. But he is gonna go to a hockey game this year, Brian. Because by God, I gotta maximize the first two years of his life before I have to start paying for that little that little kid to go to hockey Because <laughs> it is that's right, so two and under, get he gets in value. for free, right? That's right. So we're we're going to get a little bit of value out of him. Make sure he likes the sport before before we buy him his own season ticket. I love it. I love it. Okay, uh, last thing here, and we've uh, we're already into the eight o'clock hour, but I got to get a, a thought or two from you about ECU football. Zero and three going into uh, tomorrow uh, afternoon or late afternoon. The game starts at six o'clock against. Uh, a better than advertised uh, Gardner Webb team, dude, and I think people are going to see Gardner Webb. And they're going to see one and two, and they're going to be like, "Man, here's a team that lost at some Tennessee State or Tennessee Tech or Tennessee A and M or somebody last week." I'm saying this, dude. We had the Gardner Webb uh, director of broadcasting on earlier this week, and of course, he's going to you know pump up his own team. But man, it made me look at numbers and stuff. This is not. A bad Gardner Webb program, dude. That's coming into uh, Greenville tomorrow, is it? it? It certainly isn't. You know they played at State really good. I think it was the opening week. Yep. Uh, they're the, these running Bulldogs are, are not bad, uh, and and I think it's going to be a, a closer game than maybe we, ECU fans expect on on Saturday. And you know, I if I if I had to put my confidence level. Uh, if I had to give that a number right now to ECU, it's it's maybe sixty percent. Uh, I'm I, I don't I, I just got a bad feeling about this weekend, and, and this is a game that I think if if the Pirates don't win, we're gonna we're gonna have some some big storylines to break down next weekend with with all the coaching changes that I that I think will happen if ECU doesn't find a way to beat Gardner Webb. You cannot be zero and four when you wake up on Sunday. <sighs> Dude, that is uh, – I, I don't know if I want to be in a world living here in Kenston, being here in eastern North Carolina. I'm not sure I want to live in a world where ECU begins 0-4, and, and especially with a loss to uh, to Gardner-Webb on Saturday. It just – I, I, I know people, right now – Go ahead. If for whatever reason ECU loses to Gardner-Webb, Danny's going to take a little bit of that purple paint in his garage and he's going to paint his face, put his war paint on <laughs> because that's – that's the kind of world we're going to be living in if, if ECU doesn't doesn't win this weekend at Dowdy Ficklin. Got you got to do it. I, I think they'll do it, but I just I, I just don't have the confidence level that I'd love to have going into the weekend. Yeah, and I can agree with you on that. It's just, uh, dude. I, again, I, besides, I've also said it, I haven't decided exactly yet what I'm doing, but I have uh, told uh, our listeners here. Maybe this will be our last thing before we let you go here. Uh, I have said, I've guaranteed everybody ECU is winning that game against Gardner Webb. Okay. That there's no way, no how, no any way that, uh, ECU loses that game. Okay. So what do I have to do if, uh, if, if Gardner Webb were to pull out, God, let me just give you a couple of things. I've had one person tell me that I should get a ta- that I have to get like a Gardner Webb tattoo. Okay. I don't think that's going to happen. I've been told that I should have to adopt a bulldog since, you know, that's their mascot. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Dawson, John's dad, told me 
that I should have to uh, wear some Gardner Webb gear and then to, and then on Sunday go sit in uh, a couple of uh, ECU bars to, and try to pick fights with people. Okay, he didn't say pick <laughs> fights, but so what do you think if if Gardner since I have guaranteed that uh, ECU is going to win that game if Gardner Webb ends up winning that game, what should I have to do? I think you have to rebrand the show for a week. Oh no! Uh, maybe make it like the uh, the Greg Clemens show presented by Lenore Community College, <laughs> just just for like a week. Just rebrand the show for a week. Oh my God, that's hilarious! I like it. You know what? And he would like that too if he's listening right now. What do you think, Mister Clemens? The Greg Clemens show presented by NC State. How's that? Or pre- presented by Gardner Webb? Go. No, actually, the one that I should do is uh, Randy Caps. He is a Gardner Webb graduate. Maybe the Randy Caps show. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and, you, and you're going to have to pull Dave Doran up for an interview. <laughs> God. Get, get, your, get your listeners all fired up. I love it. I absolutely love it. Listen, Paul Whittington on the way to go see your little baby boy. Uh, Linda and I will be on our way early this afternoon, too. Can't wait to see him. I guess well, I guess we, we can't wait to see you, too. But, uh, hey, we're, we're more excited <laughs> to see Levi, okay? Aren't we all? Aren't we all? There you go. Have a good day. We'll talk to you. We'll see you a little bit later today, dude. Yeah, sounds good. Have a good one. That is Paul Whittington uh, coming up here in our second hour. We're going to have the the beautiful, the talented, the lovely Holly Holder, who is coming down my hallway right now to the studio here on the Brian. She's going to be performing a song or two for us uh, on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. <laughs> 